Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Right now, we're talking NBA on CBS Sports Radio, and it's not every day that you get a chance to talk to a guy who played 13 seasons in the NBA and has got an NBA championship ring. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by former NBA point guard and Sirius XM NBA radio analyst Antonio Daniels. Antonio, how's it going today, my man? I'm good, Carrington. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic, man. Let's start with this. The league right now is waiting to see what happens with Kevin Durant. Is he going to Miami? Is he going to Phoenix? Will another team enter their hat into the ring? Ultimately, where do you think KD lands? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. But I would tell you this, Carrington. He's not going to Phoenix. You can almost eliminate that with everything that just transpired with DeAndre Ayton. Simply because without Devin Booker on the table, without DeAndre Ayton on the table, what other pieces do they have to offer as far as having an all-star type potential sending back in the Kevin Durant trade in return? I think it would have been different if DeAndre Ayton, um, they were or- organizing some sort of sign-and-trade or whatever, but now that DeAndre Ayton or Phoenix has chosen to match the offer sheet by the Indiana Pacers, now DeAndre Ayton can be moved for up to a year. So I think that eliminates KD from the Phoenix Suns perspective. Outside of that, I have no idea. It's hard to think of KD going to Miami and Brooklyn getting back what they want in return without Bam Adebayo being in that package. Here's the thing. I've been saying this on our show, Carrington, for quite some time. I am not ruling out or am I against the fact that KD does not get moved, that he ends up back in Brooklyn. That's where I am right now because when you look at the market, if I'm Sean Marks and if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm starting to think like, okay, where is the best chance that I actually have to win? And if I'm Sean Marks, I'm thinking, if I'm not getting what I want or need in return, why would I do this in the first place? I am not ruling out Kevin Durant returning back to Brooklyn. It's interesting you say that, Antonio. I actually think that's the best case scenario. If you just go through the top eight guys for Brooklyn, it is not a bad team if KD and Kyrie can get on the same page. For two guys that constantly tell us how good of friends they are, they don't even appear to be on the same page. If those two guys would agree to come back and, hey, let's put our all into this. Let's make this work. We got Ben Simmons. We got some good role pieces. I actually think Brooklyn is the best place for both him and Kyrie. As do I. As do I. But I don't think it's just a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving conversation. I think it's a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Sean Marks, Joe Sy conversation. 
because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can sit down and talk about it, but a lot of the issue that happens when someone asks to be moved or when someone asks to be traded, it's an issue with the front office. So I don't think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving need to work out anything between them. I think they need to work out the splintering between themselves as players and then the front office. I have said this for quite some time. I think the best place for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving first to play together and also and also to win is in Brooklyn. Plain and simple. They keep saying, well, look, we want to play together. Well, the best place for you guys to play together is where you are now. We want to win. The best place to win is where you are now. Because I think you're right, Carrington. When you look at Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, a healthy physically and mentally Ben Simmons, uh, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, and all of the role pieces, Royce O'Neal, some of the guys that they've added, this is a championship-caliber team. They're right up there with the, the Milwaukee's and the Philadelphia's and the Miami's and anybody else that you have coming out the Eastern Conference. Right now, we're talking to Antonio Daniels, played in the league for 13 years, has a championship ring, former point guard, currently with Sirius XM NBA Radio. Antonio, if you were a team and you have the choice of trading for Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell, which of those trades would you rather make? Well, first and foremost, it depends on where I'm at as an organization. What am I trying to accomplish? Am I in win-now mode? Or am I win three or four years down the line mode and bringing someone in to build and grow with my young talent? Because here's the thing. If I just have to make a choice right off the jump, I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the league, plain and simple. But there's a reason why the market is not what Brooklyn thought it would be. And it has nothing to do with talent. I think sometimes people question his willingness to stay loyal to one situation. So if I'm an organization, am I willing to risk an all-star player or two and then picks in return for someone that after one or two seasons may say, look, this is somewhere I don't want to be anymore, so I'm going to ask out. Now I've mortgaged my future for the present, and now my present is in jeopardy. So for me right now, if I'm in win-now mode within the next year or two, and I feel like Kevin Durant can get me a championship in the next year or two, I take that chance. If I'm in a, well, you know what, we're not in the championship mode right now, but maybe in three or four years with the draft and we add a couple young pieces to this, then we can win then, then I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. Because you can't ignore the fact that there's a nine-year differential in age. That matters. Kevin Durant's 34, Donovan Mitchell's 25. So the future matters too. And you're right, Antonio, it certainly does. The reason I would pick Donovan Mitchell is – to me, the qu- the cost to acquire is so much different. Where if I'm a team right. like Memphis, Agreed. for example, I probably don't have the package that I could go get Kevin Durant. But I think I could put Jaron Jackson together. Maybe I put another piece, draft picks, and I can probably go get Donovan Mitchell. If I'm a team like Philadelphia, if I trade Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey, I can probably get really close to where I keep my core intact and then I add Donovan Mitchell to Joel Embiid and James Harden. I'm with you. Right. I think I, I, I think Kevin Durant's probably one of the three best players in the league. I don't have him as number one. I put Giannis at one. But I'd have it KD, Giannis, and Luka somewhere in that combination, top three in the league. But just you can get Donovan Mitchell for so much cheaper, and you're getting a bona fide all-star that can plug in and be a great number two for any of these close but not there yet teams in the NBA. And I think that's the difference. As you said, close but not there yet. If you're close but not there yet, that means you are in the championship fast lane. And if I'm a team that's in the championship fast lane, I'm going for Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Because he takes me, depending on what I have to give up, 
he automatically takes me over the top as far as the championship is concerned. You think about what Golden State had and when they added Kevin Durant and made the league unfair. That's why fans were so upset at it because it was almost a pre-gone conclusion as to who the eventual champion was going to be once you add someone with the firepower skill set of a Kevin Durant. So if I'm Philadelphia and I get an opportunity to acquire Kevin Durant or I don't, either way, Philadelphia is in a championship or bust time of of their organization right now. Every time that they don't get to the West Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, it's considered a disappointing season. You know what I mean? Memphis, right now, they, are, they have raised the expectation. Where in the past, it was like, oh, man, they've really surprised us. Well, they really surprised us. Well, now that surprise is over. So if you're going to acquire someone like Kevin Durant, that increases the pressure, that increases the amount of responsibility and the way your team is viewed. So that's what I mean. I think there's a difference as far as what am I looking for? What state is my team in now? Is it a win-now mode? Is it, you know, three or four years down the line? Whatever it may be. I think that makes all the difference. And that's a great point, Carrington. I think you can get Donovan Mitchell for a lot less. It would take a lot less to acquire Donovan Mitchell than it will Kevin Durant. Right now we're talking to Antonio Daniels here for a couple more minutes on CBS Sports Radio talking about the association. I look at Donovan Mitchell as the Knicks need to go make this move. The Knicks have been talking about trying to acquire a player like Donovan Mitchell since they lost Carmelo Anthony. He is a 25-year-old superstar. He is from the New York area. You can put him with Jalen Brunson. You can keep Julius Randle. That gives you a team that can win 50 games, that can get Madison Square Garden back rocking. This is a move that the Knicks have to make, in my opinion. Well, I, I, I hear you, but I think it has, so has something to do with what am I giving up? You know what I mean? What am I giving up to, to acquire Donovan Mitchell? You know, is, is R.J. Barrett in the deal? You know, because the thing that you don't want is you just said it's the best player that they've had or had an opportunity to acquire since Carmelo Anthony. But if you go back to that time with Carmelo Anthony, remember they gutted their team to acquire Carmelo Anthony. And that's what you don't want. Again, it comes back to the am I, am I really – putting the pieces around the guy that I'm bringing in to be in a winning situation. I, I would love for the Knicks to acquire Donovan Mitchell. And the question that I have, Carrington, because there's a reason that the New York Knicks are targeting Donovan Mitchell. Did Donovan Mitchell do what Adam Silver has been asking players to do for quite some time and ask to be traded to New York behind closed doors? Because one day it went from, Danny Ainge and those guys saying we don't want to move Donovan Mitchell to now they're taking and taking calls for him and talking about different trade options for him. So obviously nothing's come out, but in the, in the back of my mind, I am thinking, did Donovan Mitchell go to the Utah Jazz after they traded Rudy Gobert, realizing it's rebuild time and asked to be moved from Utah to the New York Knicks? Antonio, one other player that is always in the NBA storyline is Kyrie Irving. Can you see any scenario in which he doesn't play for the Nets or the Lakers next season? Is there any chance he plays for any other teams in the NBA? I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's why I, I the same thing I said about Kevin Durant, I'll say about Kyrie Irving. I can see Kyrie Irving opening up the season in Brooklyn. Because there's only one option for Kyrie Irving. There's only one option for the Brooklyn Nets. And that one option is with the L.A. Lakers. It's different if you have 9, 10, 11 teams with interest in Kyrie Irving. But when you have one team 
that has interest in Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving also has interest in them. What if I'm Brooklyn, and I don't like the package I'm getting back in return? What if I don't want Russell Westbrook back? What if I don't feel like that Russell Westbrook gets accomplished what I want to get accomplished for Kyrie Irving? What if the Lakers don't want to put and add picks in alongside Russell Westbrook? Now you're stuck. So I've been saying this on our show for quite some time, Carrington. It would not surprise me one bit to see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant open up the season in Brooklyn because the options are starting to become limited. And obviously there's a good amount of time still before training camp even begins, before the regular season begins. But when you start to look at the available options and teams out there to make Kevin Durant happy, to make Kyrie Irving happy, and to make the Brooklyn Nets happy, day by day those teams are coming off the board. Antonio, last question here, and this question I can admit is a little bit self-serving because I will be in Las Vegas tomorrow to go to the Summer League. I I, got to get your opinion on Chet Holmgren. I am going there solely because I want to watch Chet Holmgren play basketball. I didn't get a chance to see him play in college in person, but now he's going to the league. He's been playing really well. I'm just curious about Chet. He's the most polarizing prospect of all of this. 7-2, can step out and shoot it, but I got the same questions as everybody else when it comes to his body type and can he make it. What are your impressions of Chet Holmgren so far with what you've seen with him in Summer League? Well, here's my thing about Summer League. I am not the biggest fan of Summer League because I feel like it puts these young players in a no-win situation. You know, to me, summer league is like uh, preseason football, where if a team plays well, you know what people say? It doesn't matter. It's just a preseason. But if a team plays bad, then people say, oh, you know what? This team's going to suck. It's the same with, with these young prospects in the summer league. Chad Holmgren goes out and he balls out. You know what people say? Oh, well, you know what? It doesn't really matter because he's not playing against guys that he's going to play against during the season. But if he goes out and he struggles, then people say, oh, my gosh, he's a bust. So it's a no-win situation. What I've been impressed with with Chet Holmgren and a lot of these guys, as opposed to the stat, is the skill set. That's what I'm paying attention to. And you just said it. Seven foot two. He has shown the ability to put that ball on the floor. He has shown the ability to pass it and attack the rim. And he, is a great, he has great defensive instincts as far as rim protection is concerned. So when people say things like, oh, you know what, will his body hold up for 82 games? My response is, in today's NBA, whose body holds up for 82 games anymore? There were five guys out of 450 in the league last year that played 82 games. So basically what you're saying is, Chet Holmgren will be like everyone else if his body doesn't hold up for 82 straight games. I've been very impressed with him. I've been very impressed with Paolo Bancaro and also Jaden Ivey, even though we only got to see a game of Jaden Ivey in about, 11, about five minutes or so. But, yes, I don't pay attention to the stats. I don't pay attention to all this other stuff. I pay attention to the overall skill set. The question I have for you, Carrington, is you're going down to watch Chet Holmgren play. Will Chet Holmgren play? Don't say that because, Antonio, this happened to me a couple of years ago with Zion Williamson. So he mm-hmm. played the first game of, of Summer League. I was supposed to go to the second one. And, of course, Zion Williamson yeah. got hurt. Don't even put that negative energy into the no, atmosphere. It's not negative. It's not a negative thing, Karen. Carrington, it's an obvious thing. So a couple of days ago when everybody was up in arms about Paolo Bancaro not playing against Chet Holmgren, on our show earlier that day, we read a promo, and I followed the promo by saying, one of these two won't play today. That's what's it. And then, and then next thing you know, Paolo Bancaro shut down for the remainder of summer league. Like, the thing is, 
I understand it. I don't think it's a bad thing because if you think about it, it's like, would it surprise you if Chet Holmgren didn't play? No, because they've seen all that they can possibly see out of him. Right now, at a point in, we're at a point in the summer league where we're talking about the last two days. Right now, the risk does not outweigh the reward for paying him. I'm not putting, like, bad omen out there or anything. I'm just saying what we've accustomed, become accustomed to seeing from this time of summer league. We've seen numerous teams shut their lottery picks down already. You know, I'm just saying him playing in Utah and then playing the majority of games in this, in this uh, summer league in Vegas, would it surprise you if you, if you went down there and Chet Holmgren wasn't available? That's all I'm saying. Antonio, I certainly hope that you're wrong here. I mean, you're probably right that I'll end up going and they'll end up not playing and I'm just watching just two random teams play basketball. I'm not looking forward to that. I wish you were I, – I, you know what? I, I want you to be honest. I also want you to lie. I want you to come on here and say that Chet Homer is going to play, he's going to score 50 points, and I'm going to have the greatest time. But, of course, you couldn't do that for me. Yeah, I'm sorry, Carrington. I wish I could, brother. I got to speak truth. I got to speak truth. <laughs> that is Antonio Daniels. He played 13 years in the league. You can catch him on Sirius XM NBA radio today. Antonio, man, I really enjoyed talking NBA with you, man. Thanks a bunch. I appreciate you, Carrington. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. That's Antonio Daniels joining us on the show today. Just put negative energy out there into the world. I'm not for that. I'm not for that negative energy. I fly out after the show today. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to see Summer League. Don't do this. Don't do this to me. Coming up, we'll get to buy or sell. That's it. That's coming up next. Keep it right, locked in right here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Breaking news in the National Football League. It would appear that the Kansas City Chiefs and their franchise tag left tackle are not going to agree to a deal. So 
in layman terms, if you are a franchise tag player, you have until today at 3 o'clock to reach a long-term extension. It doesn't sound like the Chiefs and Orlando Brown are going to reach a long-term extension. So the agent for Orlando Brown said that the per-year average was right, signing bonus was fine, but it sounds like there wasn't enough guaranteed money there that really would make it hold up. So he and his client are happy to push this forward, play under the franchise tag this year, and see what happens. He is a 25-year-old left tackle who has never missed a start. He is going to get paid at some point. We'll see eventually if that team is the Kansas City Chiefs. But that's the newest news right now. It sounds like a lot of those franchise tag guys aren't going to sign. Dalton Schultz of the Green Bay, or excuse me, of the Dallas Cowboys doesn't sound like he's going to sign a deal. It just sounds like a lot of those franchise tag players are inevitably going to play this season under the franchise tag. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. But I got a little bit of money in my pocket. And I'm ready to spend it. It's time to play buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Carrington. Now, you mentioned those Kansas City Chiefs. Well, let's get to something else involving them. Four-time All-Pro offensive tackle Mitchell Schwartz announced he was officially retiring from the NFL yesterday. Now, Schwartz didn't play last season after being released by the Chiefs after having major back surgery. Schwartz's statement on social media read in part, quote, It's clear my body won't ever be the same. The nerve pain down my legs is no longer a daily occurrence, but it might not ever fully go away, end quote. Buy or sell that Mitchell Schwartz was underappreciated. I'm going to sell for this reason. Sell. He's a right tackle in the National Football League. Those guys are always underappreciated. We don't spend a whole lot of time talking about teams' right tackles. Maybe we spend time talking about the left tackles. Maybe we spend time talking about other linemen. We don't really spend a whole lot of time. I will say this about Mitchell Schwartz. He is the example of how the NFL changes so quickly. He was a sort of NFL Iron Man. He had an incredible consecutive snap streak for an offensive lineman. Great player, all-pro player, great guy. He got hurt in a game against the Buffalo Bills and never played again. This is why guys fight for that guaranteed money. This is why guys hold out. Your career, your life can change in an instant in the NFL. So you got to go get the coin while it's there. I actually know Mitchell Schwartz fairly well. He comes on my local radio show every Wednesday at 3 o'clock during the football season in studio. So I've got to know Mitch very well over the last couple years. Got nothing but love and respect for Mitch and his family. Congratulations on retirement, and I look forward to seeing you again. All right, let's keep that NFL conversation going. This week on Maggie and Perloff right here on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports lead NFL analyst Tony Romo said he expects a tweak and the Dallas Cowboys offense this year. You're seeing just a little bit of change start to happen. So I think you'll see a shift in philosophy a little bit. The identity might change and go get back toward the 16-ish, you know, 17-18 season. But uh, I still think Dak Prescott's going to have a fantastic year. I think he's shown he's more than capable of playing great football consistently throughout a year. And I just think it's going to be a little different, you know, because the weapons won't be quite as dynamic they'll still be very good but i do think that you'll see teams play them just a little bit differently 
Buy or sell the Cowboys being more run heavy this season? <laughs> sell. Sell. Why do you give Dak Prescott all of that money to then turn around and give it to 3.7 yards per carry Ezekiel Elliott? I'm not falling for this. Every team says in the offseason they're going to run the ball more. This is just what teams say. This isn't going to happen. This isn't a realistic thing. No, Dak Prescott is going to continue to lead this offense because he is the fourth highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And why would I run the ball more with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard when I've spent the resources that I've spent to quarterback and wide receiver? It's a really good July thing to say. It is not a good October thing to say. All right, let's get to some NBA here. Now, this week on Instagram Live, Clay Thompson had some comments for those in the media that doubted the Golden State Warriors. Anyone who has the expert under TV analysis of their respective sport but never really did the damn thing, you can't trust them. You can't trust their opinion. You can't trust their expertise because they literally said we were dead in the water. And what did we do? Win the championship. So how did it feel? I know it hurt him. I know it hurt him bad. Now, Steph Curry commented on that video on social media saying, ha, 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 that's my dog, end quote. Buy or sell Clay Thompson calling out the media. I'm going to buy it here from Clay Thompson. Buy. A lot of people did leave the Warriors for dead. I was one of those people that did it. To be fair, I mean, they had a two-season stretch that was absolutely atrocious. This wasn't a championship that 100% came out of nowhere, but it came out of nowhere. To get Clay back playing at his level, Draymond looked absolutely cooked. Now, he's cooked, but it ain't absolutely cooked. Who saw the development of Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole? It's not like there was no basis on bearing the Golden State Warriors, but when you were the king, when you were the defending NBA champion, you can talk your blank, and the Warriors have been doing it. I don't mind it as much from Clay Thompson. Draymond Green's been running around like he averaged 17 and 15 in the NBA Finals. My boy, I saw you play. You were afraid to shoot during the NBA Finals. Clay, you can talk a little bit. You look kind of washed, too. But you know what? I'll let you talk a little bit. Draymond Green is running around here like he was 95 Dennis Rodman. We watched these games. No, you weren't. This was a Steph Andrew Wiggins Jordan Poole ring. Clay, Draymond, you are the champion. You can say whatever you want in the offseason. You backed it up on the court. I'm going to buy what Clay Thompson's selling right now. All right. Veteran guard Austin Rivers signed a one-year deal yesterday with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, Minnesota has had a very busy offseason thus far, trading for three-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, while also signing Carl Anthony Towns to a max extension. Buy or sell the Minnesota Timberwolves offseason thus far? I'm going to sell. Sell. I'm going to sell for this reason. I understand that there's a tax you have to pay if you're a team that doesn't traditionally get free agents. A lot of NBA players aren't really signing up to play in Minnesota. You know, Minneapolis is not the hotbed for Rich 24-year-old individuals, you know? Miami makes a lot of sense. Brooklyn makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of cities in the NBA that make far more sense than Minneapolis. So I get that. They didn't just overpay for Rudy Gobert. 
They paid two dollars on the dollar as opposed to just spending one twenty. Supposed to spend in one thirty. Rudy Gobert got more than any of us could have imagined. That's just not something I can endorse. I get why you had to do it. You're desperate. You want to keep your young superstars happy. You got a little bit of taste of the postseason and you want to go back. You traded for another big in a guards league. Nah, I got to sell on Minnesota here. All right, let's get to some golf here. Now, Tiger Woods struggled right out of the gate yesterday at the Open, double bogeying his first hole and finishing with a plus 678 for round one. Now, today, Tiger finished round two with a 75 and overall plus nine through two rounds. And the projected cut as of this moment looks like it's going to be plus one. So, Tiger, not even close. Buy or sell Tiger Woods ever winning another major? Oh, sell. This is is the easiest one you've given me so far. No chance. Tiger's not going to play enough golf to be able to play at this level. The game has passed Tiger by in that regard. The PGA Tour is really in a healthy place right now. As much as we talk about live and everything that's going on, maybe away from the course, on the course, there's a group of about 10 to 12 phenomenal golfers at this point. Tiger just physically isn't in that group anymore, and he's just not going to play enough to get back to that level. Tiger Woods is 46 years old. You know who doesn't need to make another great album? Jay-Z. He's made enough great albums. You don't need more Rolling Stones music. Like, you've got enough. Their catalog is in stone. That's how I feel about Tiger Woods. No one can ever take away what you've already done. I just don't think you're making any more great music. I don't think you're winning any more majors. I think it's over in that regard. I hate to do it to you, Tiger. But I got to sell. All right, let's get to one last one here. Last question. While Live Golf has caused much controversy throughout the PGA Tour, NBA Hall of Famer and analyst Charles Barkley may be the next person to get involved. Chuck joined the Next Round podcast yesterday, and he said he plans on meeting with Live Golf about an analyst role. Buy or sell Charles Barkley as a golf analyst? I'm going to buy it. Buy. Is it possible to trade Charles Barkley off of the NCAA tournament and then put him on the golf? Because every year we got to hear we got to hear Charles Barkley talk about the NCAA tournament, knowing that he has not watched a second of college basketball. Maybe he's watched Auburn because that's his alma mater. Do I really think that Charles Barkley is watching Kansas against Kentucky in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge in February? No. I don't think he's doing that. I think he is far too busy doing a lot of other things. So I'm happy to make this trade right now. Let's take him off of March Madness, and the live tour can have him. I like that trade as we close out buy or sell here. I mean, I got to do it. I love Charles, too. Charles is really good. What happens on the college basketball thing is they actually ask Charles to try to break down the games. That's not what they do on Inside the NBA. It's thought, opinion, joke, banter, back and forth, funny bit. They really try to have him give his thoughts on college basketball. And Charles, that's just not your strength. Charles is an incredible broadcaster. He might be the greatest sports broadcaster that we've ever seen. But everybody has their limitations. Breaking down the game is not his thing. That's Kenny's thing. That's why Kenny is on the set. He and Shaq are there for banter and fodder. In golf, the banter and fodder is much needed. You got the real golf guy. You got the straight guy. You got the funny guy. You got the guy who's going to do a buttoned-up golf broadcast. 
And then you got Charles Barkley just cracking jokes. This is like whenever Snoop did the boxing matches on Triller. Snoop isn't a traditional broadcaster, but in that setting where you're just saying, hey, watch the fight and just say what you think, whatever pops to your head, that's great. I don't want Snoop in studio, suit and tie, trying to break down. No, that's not what Snoop is. Barkley's the exact same. He is basketball's version of Snoop Dogg. He's the exact same person. All right, keep it locked in right here. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for my guy, Bill Ryder. Coming up, we'll get back to the top story. Would you rather trade for Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell? We'll get to that, but first, let's get to a CBS Sports Radio update with my guy, Peter Schwartz. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You live on CBS Sports Radio. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be here with you this morning. So we're talking a little NBA here on CBS Sports Radio. A little bit of NFL and the ESPN top 10 list that have reached this conclusion. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home solutions that fit your life, remember that Rocket Mortgage can. Let's talk NBA first, and then we'll turn back around and we'll get to the NFL before we sign off for the day and hand things off. If I'm a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, I am putting a package together to go get Donovan Mitchell. If you're a team like Philadelphia, you are right there, but you need something else. And the something else you need is not 38-year-old P.J. Tucker. Love P.J. Tucker. Great 3 and D guy. Great glue guy. P.J. Tucker is a phenomenal player to have on your team. Is that the guy that gets you over the hump, though? Or is he a nice role piece? He's a nice role piece. You need a little bit more sizzle, a little bit more pop if you're Philadelphia. You've got two, well, really one superstar in Joel Embiid. I would say at this point, Harden is a superstar in name only, but can still be a really productive player. But at this point, he probably needs to be more Chris Paul than James Harden of old. You need him to be much more of a facilitator, passer, get guys open looks, knock down open shots. You need him to kind of play his position. Now, the one thing about Harden that I will always say is he seems to be able to adapt his game to what teams need. Hey, if you need me to go score 40, I can go get you 40. If you need me to be a willing passer, I can be a willing passer. I got a lot of criticism about James Harden. I've never criticized that part of it. But at this point, I don't think that he can be your number two. I don't think the jump shot is there the way that it used to be. I don't think the athleticism is there. I don't think the conditioning is there. You are on borrowed time when it comes to James Harden. So you need to find who that number two is going to be. Who's going to be that Robin to Joel Embiid's Batman? I go make the trade for Donovan Mitchell. I package Tobias Harris. I package Tyrese Maxey. 
I put those two things together, and I go get Donovan Mitchell. I go get a player that I think fits right into what we're doing, a 25-year-old wing player. I put Harden at the one. I put Donovan Mitchell at the two. I got Joel Embiid down the paint, and I would put my big three up against Boston's, up against any team in the NBA and feel really good about it. That's a team that can go win you an NBA championship if everything falls into place. Some of these teams don't get seven, eight chances to go win a ring. With the way that injuries happen, with the way that things are fluid in the league, with player movement the way that it is in the league, if you got a shot to go get it, you go get it. Look at the Boston Celtics this offseason. You got to the NBA Finals last year. You got that taste. Hey, man, we got to continue to stay ahead of these teams in the Eastern Conference. We were a made Jimmy Butler's three away from maybe being home for the NBA Finals. We got to go get exactly what we need. Well, what do we need? We need a point guard, a true point guard. All right, let's go get him. You go make the trade for Malcolm Brogdon. You make a couple of pieces to bring in some role players. I like what Boston's done this offseason. So if you're a team like Philly, you're trying to play catch up and keep up with the other teams in the Eastern Conference. To me, that's making a trade for Donovan Mitchell. If I'm a team like Memphis and I've got my superstar in place, I've got my one, John Morant, one of the most dynamic young players in the league. I've got my one. I need to go get the other one. I need to go get two incredibly talented young guards who can play together. We can build and grow together and really do this. You don't get a whole lot of shots to win rings if you're Memphis. You're not attracting free agents. You're not getting the Kevin Durant that wants to come play with you like the way that Golden State did. Golden State in Oakland, in the Bay, near Silicon Valley. KD's got other interests. You're in Memphis, Tennessee. You're not a hotbed for free agency. You're not really a hotbed for anything. So you go make a trade. You go get Donovan Mitchell. You put him with John Morant, and you see if you can go win one of these things. I don't know if we're going to have another dynasty in this NBA run. There's too much talent. The talent is too spread out. And players want to change teams too much. The era of the dynasty might be over. There's not a lot of teams that are built like Golden State. We're talking about Golden State where you've got Klay Thompson that has a certain personality. Draymond that wants to be there. Steph's not going anywhere. I mean, you had three high-end players that didn't want to leave. That's not the way the NBA is. Somebody always wants to leave. Somebody is always ready to go. Somebody is always looking to leave. But when you got that opportunity to win, you go seize it. Go get Donovan Mitchell. Take him away from the Knicks. The Knicks aren't going to do anything with them. The Knicks will win 48 games and lose in round one and then want to fire their coach. They're the Knicks. That's what they do. That's all they know. If you're Philadelphia, you can't let that happen. There's a top 25 player in the league that seems right there for the taking. Trade your picks, trade a young player or two, and go get a superstar to put along your superstar and go get yourself a ring. That's the mindset that I would have if I'm Philadelphia, if I'm Memphis, if I'm a team in that vein. Before we sign off for the day, I want to get into a little bit of the ESPN top 10 list. So on Monday, we saw them do quarterbacks, Tuesday running backs, Wednesday, wide receivers. Yesterday, tight ends. Today was offensive line. Now, we're not going to go down to the offensive line or tight ends. I'm not that interested. But I am when it comes to quarterbacks. My biggest takeaway from the list was 
Lamar Jackson was 11. I don't think that's that far off. I also wouldn't have included Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson didn't play last year. It's not like it was because of injury. We know why he didn't play last year. And now there's the uncertainty around this season. I just would have removed Deshaun Watson from these conversations. Insert Lamar Jackson. Everybody is happy. Honestly, my biggest takeaway wasn't that. My biggest takeaway was what was said about Dak Prescott. He's a good but not great quarterback that now needs to put his team in a different situation. And about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, from a number standpoint, is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Up there with Mahomes, up there with Brady, up there with Rodgers. If we're solely looking at the numbers, completion percentage, yards, touchdown passes, yards per attempt, beast. You factor in his age and contract, he might be one of the three most valuable players in the league. How do the Chargers not have a winning season with him as quarterback then? How does he have a losing record as a starter? How has he not made the playoffs? How does he have no accolades, no nothing to show for it? Does he have anything to show for it? He just has fourth down missed conversions to hang his hat on. That last game at the end of the season on Sunday Night Football, Chargers got to win that game. If you got a superstar quarterback in a must-win situation for your team to go to the playoffs, you got to win that game. It's that simple. You got to win that game if you're Justin Herbert. So I understand Herbert being included in the top 10. He should be included in the top 10. Tremendous talent. We're talking about a 23-year-old franchise quarterback. There are not a lot of teams with more pressure on them to be successful this upcoming season than the Los Angeles Chargers. You've got a superstar quarterback, a great offense. You made the most defensive additions out of any team in the National Football League. You've got to go get it this year. I don't want to hear about how tough the division is. I don't care about any of that. you got to go get it this year if you're the Los Angeles Chargers. When it comes to running backs, they had Derrick Henry at one and Jonathan Taylor at two. I would have switched it. Derrick Henry is probably one of my five favorite players in the league. I love watching him play. He is an exciting player. We don't talk enough about how Derrick Henry ended the career of Earl Thomas. We haven't seen Earl Thomas since. Not on the football field. He seems to be a favorite of TMZ, but not on the football field. I digress. Derrick Henry has been a monster these last three seasons. He was going to lead the NFL in rushing for the third consecutive year if he hadn't gotten hurt. Key phrase, if he hadn't gotten hurt. We're talking about a 28, 29-year-old running back who turned 29 during the season is starting to accumulate a lot of wear and tear on his body and is coming off a significant foot injury in which he had screws in his foot. I just don't have a good feeling about Tennessee this year. You traded A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry's banged up. Is Ryan Tannehill going to be able to get over? He is the reason that they were eliminated in the postseason. I just got a bad feeling about the Tennessee Titans this year. I'm out. I'm out on Derrick Henry this year. I'm out on Ryan Tannehill this year. This feels like regression city. Please fade their action. Every year, there's five running backs to go really high in fantasy, and two of three of them are either going to disappoint or get injured. That's just the nature of the position. I would not take Derrick Henry high up. If I got the seventh overall pick, 
and I got the choice in taking Javante Williams or Derrick Henry, I'm taking Javante Williams. I think he is going to be an absolute star this season. I think he will be a household name by the end of the season. I think he is poised to take a big jump. I'm betting on the 22-year-old, not the 28-year-old, not the 29-year-old. I'm out. I could be wrong when it comes to Derrick Henry. But Jeff Passan once told me that the best indicator of future injury is past injury. And we're talking about a running back who has had a lot of carries coming off a significant foot injury. That person can't be my best running back in the league. Great season, great career. This is typically when the bottom starts to fall off. And I think we always knew with Derrick Henry, that bottom was going to happen quick. It's not like he was going to age gracefully. He wasn't made to be Frank Gore and just be 35 years old and have 800 yards rushing. Nah, that Derrick Henry train is going to end hard and fast. It is going to crash quickly. This feels like the season in which it crashes. Their wide receiver list I thought was perfect. Devontae Adams at one, Cooper Cup at two, Jamar Chase at three, Justin Jefferson at four, Tyreek at five. That's the perfect wide receiver list. I had a lot of fun filling in for Bill Ryder today. My name is Carrington Harrison. Have a fantastic day. Take care of yourself. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.